0: You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie.
1: And I'm Zach.
0: Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic.
1: And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it.
0: We want to prove that no matter who you are,
1: or how much education you have,
0: with a little help from the internet,
1: anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. And we're back. What's up? whole new episode coming at you right now. With a bit of a um, a twist, it's something we haven't done in several weeks, which is Katie is going to be doing the studying okay. today.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been a while.
0: It has, at been least a while. in real
1: time as we record this. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, I have been busy. Oh, you've been busy. No real excuse. Oh, I'm not judging. You've been busy. <laughs> now Zach is starting up school too, so now I really don't have an excuse. So here I am, ready to study.
1: Um. I got a topic for you that I think you'll enjoy mm. I don't know how um I guess I'll phrase it okay, I would like you to teach us about mm. the origins of hip hop music.
0: oh, cool,
1: yeah, so when where, who, how awesome. answer all the questions would you?
0: I will try. I wonder if try. there's a yeah. um a clear answer, you know.
1: Uh I would doubt doubt it. Yeah, I mean like I don't know, with any art form like that, it's probably hard to trace it to exactly
0: yeah, that's one the time
1: way, in place, this is as what opposed I'm thinking to like too. an invention, where it's like, well, that person invented it. Like right. this is something that even seems like it takes though, a culture to create. Sometimes you
0: never know with an invention. Usually, there's two people who. Right. Say, I no, that's it. very true. Yeah, but yeah. it'll be fun just to see what the story is. Yeah. Where it started. Yeah, because
1: I-, I feel like it or not, I feel like I think I know that it's from like New York City. Is that? I do have you no, have any idea? I have no idea. Um, but maybe I'm wrong.
0: I have no, I love New York. I hope it's from there.
1: Yeah. Well, the Empire State Building is located there, which <laughs> you've never even visited, although you lived in New York your entire life. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, not really. I lived here for a while now.
1: But... Yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Dig into cool. it. Let us know. All right. Give us the facts. It'll
0: be fun mm-hmm. at least. I'll maybe put on some good music while I'm researching. Oh, I'm sure you will. Yeah. What would
1: you say? I said, DJ, drop a beat. Because it's hip-hop, <laughs> so let's go do
0: something. I was upset. I didn't have the mic on, so I made him say it again. <laughs>
1: uh, sneak.
0: All right, so this was such a fun topic. I feel a little bit inadequate. Um, you know, we're always inadequate with these with the things we cover on this podcast but And how Yeah. <laughs> Although this one for some reason I feel Particularly inadequate probably because I You know I I now that I don't like hip-hop, I just have never been, you know, real deep in it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel a little bit like, oh, man, I'm not the person to be telling this story. But that's kind of the point, right? Like, I
1: yeah, I we, don't know about it. We shouldn't be telling any of these exactly, stories, but we yeah, are.
0: But we are, because we're trying to show that you should broaden your horizons yeah, and learn if you're things. you're curious, learn about it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, so I'm going to do my best. This felt like... It was interesting. It started as like, oh, wow, this is such a narrow little story that is kind of nice for this podcast when you come across something like that. Yeah. But then it quickly felt like, oh no, this is like a huge thing that there's no way I can even scratch the surface of. But I'm going to do my best. Well,
1: hopefully you at least scratch the surface.
0: Well, let's start You at got a the... lot written
1: down, so I think, oh I think it's going to be good.
0: I know. We'll start at the narrow little story um, because it's a really fun story. So okay. basically... We're in, it's the 1970s, early 1970s, and we're in the Bronx in New York. And um, there's this this kid, his name is Clive Campbell, and he's better known by his DJ name, which is DJ Cool Herc. And I thought this was so cute, Herc, because he, I guess he was a really big... Kid, really big guy, uh-huh. and uh, so his friends nicknamed him Hercules. Okay, and so that morphed into DJ Cool Herc. Okay, so cool. anyway, like so he's eighteen, which is so fun. Like this is just a story of you know youth and just kids like being awesome. So, um, so DJ Cool Herc. 18 years old it's august early august so school is not in session but it's about to be in session so he and his sister cindy i saw like that cindy was the producer of the party i saw that he threw the party for her little unclear who's doing what for what but it's the two of them they're awesome brother sister duo love and they're it. throwing a party they're throwing a party oh okay at 1520 Sedgwick Avenue in the Bronx in New York. Like, this is all very, very specific. When you look up the origins of hip hop, literally this party comes up. Not like this year, this time, this party. Isn't that crazy? Yeah,
1: this is a a lot more specific than I was imagining when we first talked about this. It's
0: a, and it was a, yeah, this is
1: so cool. Right? right?
0: It was a back to school jam. And um, so DJ Cool Herc is, ho is djing this party and uh you can literally see i i saved a picture of it there is a it's an index card and it's an invitation to this party it says a dj cool Herc party back to school jam the address is in a rec room um
1: is the two in school the number two
0: no, they're they're too cool for oh, that. Wow. This is before like texting, so they were like, "Let's use words." Um, but DJ Cool Cool is with a K, FYI, for when you want to go look them up.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: and <laughs> um, the party was from nine PM to four AM. Uh, admission fifty cents for fellas, twenty five cents for ladies. Wow. And uh, there's a, a, a fun little on the side school still out. To remind you that we're still happy and having fun, the party is <laughs> thrown by Cool Herc. Um, the special guests are Coco, Cindy C, Clark K, and Timmy T. Sounds great, right? It's an awesome lineup. So, um, so basically, at this party, the reason why people literally point to this party as the the birth of hip hop, the birth of the hip hop movement, and it's it's really due to this guy DJ Cool Herc.
1: No, okay. Let me let me <laughs> ask a question. You're saying this party is like the birth of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. DJ Cool Herc sounds like a pretty hip-hop name to me. So, like, what was mm-hmm. he DJing and why was he so cool if hip-hop wasn't invented yet, well, you know? I mean, like, of I course, mean... DJing, actually being a disc jockey, existed long before that. But, like, calling yourself DJ is very hip-hop.
0: I get yeah I guess so I I think the reason why is because especially so, sorry yes. especially
1: at 18 it's not like well he was an employee of a radio station and he was a disc jockey it's like no he no, gave himself he, that name Yeah
0: he's just a cool guy um he well t- yes to be fair DJ Cool Herc had been um spinning records at parties for for years oh, okay yes. so he
1: was going out and DJing parties
0: I think what it is is his father um I don't remember I don't remember if I saw if his father was like played in a band or his father was the manager of a band um because it's an interesting you know one of these things that um it's just so serendipitous that his dad had all of this equipment so part of what made this party the birth of hip-hop is because so Herc had been experimenting with the things he did at that party leading mm-hmm. up to it but this was the first night that he had like all his dad's monster equipment oh, had okay. like one of the best sound systems in the Bronx going and and you know debuted his what he had been up to on this big stage so yes like he it, obviously i mean maybe not obviously but it's not like this day he woke up and began hip-hopping and and never did it before, (laughs) you know, like, he had been working on things up to it, but this was the night that, like, culminated, everything was in the right spot at the right time, probably was an awesome party, and it really took off from there.
1: Well, yeah, you saying that he DJed parties Mm -hmm. um, kind of snapped it into focus, for some reason, that didn't even cross my mind, I forgot about people DJing parties, I was just thinking, like, Mm -hmm. DJing on the radio... Um, oh, so that yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like that, you would be out there DJing parties, yeah, and then that turned into something new.
0: Yeah, and so to give you some background on him, Cool um, Herc is Jamaican. He was born and raised until he was ten years old in Kingston, Jamaica, and then he oh, wow. and his family immigrated here. And so a lot of what. He was doing, and a and a lot of what became the foundations of hip hop is very influenced by Jamaican culture, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. I I didn't know that. Um, hearing it, it kind of makes sense. But um, but it's it's just cool to like see it on paper and be like, oh yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, so what he was, so what did he do at that party that was hip hop, right? So
1: that's what we all want to
0: know. <laughs> so there are like a few. Really, like, one or two big things that he did that that was, like, new that that night. And, again, I'm sure he, obviously, he had been practicing this before, but this was, like, the debut of it. So, the main thing that he did was he had two... Turntables the way that DJs normally do, Uh but as I understand it, DJs normally would have two turntables so they could seamlessly transition from one song to the next. So you didn't have to like take off the record, put on a new record, or or whatever. Like you could very seamlessly do it. But instead of using it for that purpose, what he was doing is he he noticed that um, there were parts of each of a song that were the best part, right? Like the part that yeah. everyone would get up and dance yeah, at that sure. part, you know, where like the, the, Every whatever song has it that. was. Yeah. yeah. And he called it the break. I don't, I don't know if actually he coined that term or if, or if it was called that, but that's like the break of the song. And so he noticed that people would like wait for that part to dance and, and then maybe at that point they would like do their specialty oh, move okay. dance. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, this is the most awesome part of the song. Everyone's having the most fun. Why don't we just have that back to back to back? So that's what he did. He would play the break of a song followed by the break of another. Like, he would just play all the breaks back to back. So that's what he was using the two turntables for. Not to seamlessly transition, but to, like, mix these songs. Like, cut from the break of this to the break of that. So it was, like constant best part of the song
1: that's crazy so i don't know enough about records and record players i mean first of all that's very cool and innovative mm-hmm. but how can you cue up a record to the exact part that you want
0: i'm i guess you just mark it i don't know you're very smart you figure it out i i agree it must be very difficult yeah. but obviously they figured it out he figured for sure it out.
1: yeah i i'm just like Kind of racking my brain. I'm very ignorant when it comes to yeah, records. Yeah, I mean,
0: I think a lot of this, when you're looking at it from our perspective of oh, you just like go in iTunes and press play, and you can like drag the thing to where you need it to be. It it makes what he's doing you really need to put it in context like you're doing. This is incredibly impressive yeah. what this kid yeah. is up to. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's He's not, not easy. just,
1: like you said, <laughs> it's not clicking even physically buttons easy. to play yeah. one song after the other. Yeah,
0: it's like innovative, very creative, and also difficult to execute.
1: And like probably physically exhausting. You're yeah. probably like constantly running around shuffling <laughs> totally. through records. Like flipping one on. As soon as you have this one on, this yeah. one's coming off. Yeah, actually, so the next one goes he on. called
0: it, he called this, this trick the merry-go-round and that makes it you know, you can picture that, right? Like there's constant movement. There's constant like, whoa. So, um, so that was one of the big, you know, I, I, from what I can understand, that's like his biggest contribution is that, um, and also this is to me, it's like so cute. He called, so like I said, it's called the break of the song. Mm. So, um, the, the kids who would get up and dance, and maybe there were, like, some who were repeats. I know where he, this is going. He called them B-Boys and B-Girls, short for Break Boys and Break Girls. And basically, this is the beginning of, like, break dancing.
1: That's so cool. Isn't that awesome? Wow. Yeah. So he came up with B-Boy, like, break dancing. Yeah, dance, break yeah. Dan- I Like, saw basically, that. break dancing comes yes. from him calling that part of the song a break.
0: That's Yes, that's what I saw. And um, so... He so DJ Cool Herc never was a rapper, never became a rapper. That's not his thing, but he did um utilize again from this Jamaican tradi- tradition called toasting, which is basically as I could understand is like speaking over music, like what you can you picture, you can hear that and feel it, right? Like yeah. speaking over music. Sure. So he would he would do that DJ thing we're all familiar with now where he, like, shouts over the music about, like, talking to the B-boys and B-girls. Like, are you ready? Like, oh, all the stuff. that
1: sort of talking. Yeah. Okay, and it, yeah.
0: But it comes from his cultural roots from Jamaica. Cool. Isn't that so yeah. cool? Yeah. I thought that was very cool. Um, and then uh, he he also enlisted his friend Coke LaRock to um I guess can be on the mic at the parties, and at one party, so along with this kind of like toasting idea, Coke Larock dropped the line, "I'm just going to speak this. I'm not a rapper." Come on, uh, <laughs>
1: we can put it. We can put music under it.
0: <laughs> There's not a man that can't be thrown, not a horse that can't be rode, a bull that can't be stopped. There's not a disco that I Coke can't rock, and many consider this. To be the first rap verse. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> no, I'm just laughing at how official you sound. I know. I... <laughs> Any consider this? <laughs> but
0: but that's, that's really cool. cool. Right? Yeah, that's really know. cool. I'm sorry. This is the like white historian oh, version no, of hip hop, but like I th- th- that was really cool. It's just fun to that's see. That's a good line too. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Uh, so, so the, so that's like,
1: now was he, mm, sorry, was he mm-mm. like freestyling over music? Do you know? Yeah,
0: I think so. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. cool. I mean, I'm assuming he was freestyling. I, th- I don't think. He and
1: also like music was going at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. that's the combination of this new music and these lyrics are what would make it.
0: Yes. Hip hop. Definitely. So that, so basically after that party, um, he became Famous DJ Cool Herc became famous oh, in the Bronx real? at 18. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, yeah, and also remember, this is the 70s. It's not like now where like you become famous because you put something on YouTube and whatever. Right,
1: and people all around the world. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like he became famous because now he could like perform at an outdoor venue in the Bronx and a lot of people came like that. Still, though, that's
1: yeah, Yeah, that was a lot harder to achieve than like going viral on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, like it took real effort. I mean, real, real talent
0: talent and and effort yeah of and putting a, yourself i know that's what there. i was thinking
1: about uh just a minute ago when we were talking about djing think of how much more you had to want to do it back yeah. then than today yeah like today
0: you can sit to go in your DJ,
1: bedroom. or yeah to to kind of practice djing or think about maybe you want to do it and you try it out it's like you already have the iphone you probably have an old iphone that you can use as your There's your one uh, turntable and your other turntable. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like all this software available online for free. You can make it sound a hundred times better than DJ Cool Herc had the capability of. Mm -hmm. But even with all of that convenience, it's like... There's still people who don't do it, who want to. But, like, back then, like, you mm-hmm. had to want to do it so bad to yeah. go get all that equipment, set it up. And like throw get all this the records, party. Even. Think about what order you wanted to play them yeah. in. Like, it's just, it's so cool.
0: Yeah, I know I said earlier, I was like, obviously, he had been working on it. Um, He had been working on this for the better part of a year, actually. Like working he, on the party? On, his, on this break, um, his new style, oh, like okay. he had been refining his technique and working on it for a year before he debuted it at this party okay, I got so it. um and that was i I wrote down like it was the biggest crowd he'd ever been in front of the most powerful sound system he ever had worked with. So that's why that party is the what people consider the birth of hip hop, but it it would still be I wrote down six years before hip hop even entered popular vocabulary like that everyone points to this is the birth of hip hop but Mm -hmm. you know he wasn't he wasn't necessarily at the party on the mic being like this is hip hop everyone get on board like you know but that's what people call the birth of hip hop
1: um you said he, you know, was refining it over a year. Do you think it was really like trial and error? Like maybe there were some early parties he DJed where he only played like the crappiest parts of every song. <laughs> it was I doubt super it. Super morose on the microphone I think and was he's like, smarter maybe than this that. will work. And then he just, <laughs> you know, he found it though. Yeah. Uh. So. You That was 70... I'm sorry, 79 was Three. this party?
0: 73.
1: Okay, so five more years... Six more years until hip-hop is like, a, you know, in the lexicon.
0: Yeah. Okay. So just to, um, you know, also kind of like set the stage of where things are at right now. So this is the 1970s. We're Watergate.
1: In... We're talking <laughs> Vietnam.
0: We're in the Bronx. And well, it is... It was a, It was a very tough time. I mean, especially in that area. There it was a bad economic downturn. Um, there's a lot of white flight to the suburbs. Um, there's the Bronx had a lot of crime at the time. It was it was very difficult. Lots of businesses were closing because of the economy, um, and so it it was it was cool though because it felt like when I was reading this, hip hop culture it emerged as. Um, just as like beautiful positive movement out of what they were dealing with. So there are all these abandoned blocks or, you know, abandoned buildings and empty lots and and because of because people are out of business and all these mm-hmm. things. So so basically that became that like became the stage for block parties. <laughs> like they just said, okay, we're gonna throw block parties. Um And then sheets of cardboard on the ground outside became dance floors for break dancers. Like, you know, people just took what they had, yeah. And now it instead something that started with this very negative situation became something so positive, which I thought was very cool. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, so there are. This is also so fascinating to me because. Hip hop is, you know, we think of it as mu- I don't know. At least before I did this, I think of it as music, right? Hip hop music, okay, I get For sure. it. But it's really more than that. Hip hop is a cultural movement, and there, there's four foundational pillars to hip hop. Oh wow! Yes, pride, uh,
1: honor, loyalty.
0: <laughs> no, the first is uh, DJing and turntabling and you know the uh-huh. music part. The second is emceeing and rapping.
1: Okay, the, emceeing being the talking kind yes, of. Okay. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. um, the third is uh, b-boying, b-girling, break dancing. Okay, and we could probably th-
1: just put that all dancing today, right? I mean, like on.
0: Well, I think break dancing specifically. Okay. And then the fourth is um, graffiti and visual art.
1: Wait. Okay, this is wild. I really wish I had piped up a minute ago, <laughs> because oh, sorry. That's um, me. That's okay. When we were just talking about them being in all of these abandoned build, like you know, all these abandoned buildings, and that's how they threw these block parties, and they're just using whatever cardboard's laying around, they turn it Mm -hmm. into something to dance on. I swear, I had the thought: I wonder if graffiti kind of came out of that same culture Mm -hmm. of you know, just because I don't, I, I can't really picture people like doing graffiti in the 60s or the 50s or the 40s Mm -hmm. obviously graffiti's thousands of years old people have always been illegally writing on things (laughs) but um but i i had that thought and because it just seems like abandoned buildings get tagged up if there were a ton of abandoned buildings back then when these people are throwing you know parties and and like there's all sorts of there's just Opportunity there to like, right. yeah. That's that's an abandoned building. Let's go paint on it. Of you course, know, like. Yeah. So I wondered if that came from that same era.
0: Yeah, yeah, isn't? And you can kind of see it now, right? Like you can picture the whole thing. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah,
0: I feel like you know it's easy to um, romanticize it now, and we're just picturing like all these kids having fun, and it was so perfect and great. I'm sure it was a very difficult time for a lot of people, but it's still cool that this art form emerged from it and a lot of what i read about um said that i mean a lot of a lot of these guys who went on to be prominent figures in the hip hop scene said that hip hop like saved lives you know like kids who otherwise may have been getting themselves into and put into really bad situations mm-hmm. by channeling their energy into hip hop having you know that being their their thing what they were keeping themselves busy doing um that it you know it was yeah, really a positive I'm sure course. anything
1: that is occupying your time that's not uh dangerous or you know yeah, illegal exactly. it's like yeah that, that's that's a great influence
0: so this one i just want to so we got DJ Cool Herc i saw there were three guys who are i mean one place i saw them referred to as the holy trinity of hip hop so it's DJ Cool Herc Africa Bambada, and Grandmaster Flash and so this guy Africa Bambata, he Uh, I saw people refer to him as the Godfather. He's another guy who became a very um, famous and popular DJ. Uh Um, He threw a lot of block parties in the Bronx. And he specifically uh, saw hip-hop as a a means of, of... getting youth out of bad situations getting i was going to say like off the streets but you're not even necessarily off the streets you're still on the streets but you're just doing good stuff. and um he formed the universal zulu nation that uh is a music oriented organization that encourages peace and unity through the expressions of hip-hop culture isn't that cool?
1: Yeah, and it, uh, that is very cool. And Did I you say he, this is in New York? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's in
0: New York, too. I think he and, and uh, DJ Cool Herc and Grandmaster Flash are all, like, contemporaries of each other. Okay. Um, and he's the one, I think, who categorized the four elements of hip-hop. Oh, okay. And then Grandmaster Flash... Another guy who was uh, around at the same time. I'm not positive. I feel like these guys maybe even were at that party on August 11th. Um, you know, they're all around the same time together.
1: Were they um, friendly with each other?
0: I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if they were, like, best friends, but I didn't see that they were not friends. Um, and Grandmaster Flash, he was the first DJ to... It says manipulate records in a backward, forward, or counterclockwise motion. Which like is, scratching. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's like neat. that thing, you know, you hear. Yeah, I I know what he's talking about. Um so yeah, just those guys were I saw in several places they're like the the fathers of Hip hop yeah. But but I really did see that like it seems like people say DJ Cool Herc was the dude. So at that
1: one party yeah, in nineteen seventy three.
0: So that's basically the story of the birth of hip hop, um, and then, it you know I'll I'll just like kind of quickly go through the rest of it, but it, it just as technology progresses and just I guess globalism and stuff progresses, obviously it changes a bit. Yeah. Um, in the eighties, uh, c- c- what?
1: Question. Yeah. Where does hip hop come from? The oh, name hip-hop okay,
0: I looked I read this. I didn't write it down, but I'm gonna tell you what I remember. Okay, so there was a guy, um darn, I don't remember his name. Literally he was making fun of a friend of his who had enlisted the arm enlisted in the army
1: uh-huh. and he
0: was making fun of the way they walked by saying, like, I mean, I'm sure he did it much cooler than this, but in my mind it was something like, "You guys are all like hip hop hip hop okay. like how you walk." Yeah. And that and then so it kind of started as like some kind of like you know, making fun term like yeah. that, and then it got like co-opted and then um you know um what's the song? Um the uh it's like known as one of the first rap songs to be released. Uh shoot, why am I forgetting the name of it? I don't know. I'm it's sorry, di- I said hip hop.
1: Oh okay, yeah. What it,
0: you know that yeah. started? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah,
1: I can't think of the name um, either. So
0: that is one of like the first times hip hop is referenced in a. Wait, I gotta look, that look it up. Song? It's like, is it Rappers Delight? No,
1: it might be, but I don't think so. That that. Yes, it is. It is okay. Sugar Hill
0: Gang. Oh, okay, I was, I was like, I want
1: to say it's something to do with like sweet or sugar. Yeah, but okay, that's the Sugar Hill I was Gang. Getting, is the, yeah, the yeah,
0: artist. yeah. Yeah, so that's I like I saw in a few places that is thought of as one of the first rap hip hop songs to be released, mm-hmm. and it was a massive hit. I so, would imagine. I mean, considering we all like know we, it.
1: everyone knows that song still today, yeah. and what year did it come out? Um. Mm. Yeah, like in the seventies?
0: Nineteen seventy nine. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow,
1: yes, yeah, that's crazy. So that song's coming up on what, fifty years old?
0: What? Forty that's years crazy. old? It's over forty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm old too. Okay. So um in the eighties, um, sampling became available because of the technology. Like samplers basically became a thing that yeah. didn't exist before. Uh-huh. So that obviously made this whole process a lot easier, gave access to do all kinds of more exciting things. Um, you didn't have to use your turntables. You could use samplers to piece songs together. You could rearrange and edit in all kinds of ways you couldn't before, which led to early forms of remixing. Yeah. Um, just that wasn't really possible before so that was cool this
1: it must have gotten really popular really quickly
0: yeah the mid the mid 80s to the early 90s is literally known as the golden age of hip-hop so that's when and i'm talking hip-hop some and i also saw i should clarify in some places obviously hip-hop and rap there's like a lot of crossover but there is a certain extent that um hip-hop is separate than rap Okay,
1: I've never uh, known what the distinction was, but I figured there had to be – obviously their definitions had to differ some way, but I've never known what the difference was. I don't think I've ever had that explained to me or read about it. I think it's
0: just like there can be – there can be rapping and hip-hop and and hip-hop – Foundational elements can be in rap songs, but also you can have something that I, you would say this is hip hop and there's no rapping and there's no rap in it, and this is rap and there's no hip hop. Okay, in it. that
1: makes sense. Although to me, I'm just thinking. Go ahead.
0: Hip hop more encompasses. I would. It would be weird to be like, this is a rap song. There's no hip hop involved. It's like, well, hip hop kind of led to it, but but I kind of get it. It's like separate but together.
1: Right. Uh, I'm thinking like if you think of the average. M and M song like that's mm-hmm. rap yeah it's exactly. not like something it's not necessarily fun mm-hmm. you're certainly <laughs> not like break dancing to yeah. it but it's like well he's obviously rapping yeah versus the hip-hop songs out there run DMCs yeah. of the world mm-hmm. where it's like it's fun it's upbeat like
0: what I think of in part of what uh even DJ cool Herc was um Using is music from I, I should have said this before, some of the music they were using was like jazz, soul, mute. Like they were able to use these old songs, and actually in the in the mid eighties to early nineties, it was the same thing. They could they could sample pieces of music that were from that that kind of era, and I agree. Like that's what I feel when I think of hip hop versus rap is more even if i don't specifically think of it this way the idea of like it has like jazz undertones or soul over like that feels like hip-hop versus rap may not have that
1: yeah yeah maybe it's even um something especially like in the beginning something more like um like real instruments going Mm -hmm. behind hip-hop like when i think of like old hip-hop it's like That was made with the band, you know. Uh Obviously, technology has progressed progressed to the point where much of, you know, modern hip-hop rap, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't have any real instruments behind it. It's electronic, which is still an instrument. Well, you want to know
0: something really interesting, so... At this time that I'm talking about, the early, the golden age of hip hop. Um, this is when hip hop is like exploding. By the early '90s, hip hop was the number one selling genre in the world.
1: Wow, Isn't that's that cool. Crazy? That's real. Like that's so surprising too, because yeah. I feel like the early '90s were. I mean, every era music like music's popular, of mm-hmm. course, but like they had to have been selling more CDs and albums in the early '90s than at any time prior. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. But yeah, hip hop was number one, and and if you think about it, hip hop culture was huge, like fashion, uh, just everything to do with it really like hit a peak. That not not that it's not still you know in at top of mind now, but like that's when it really probably was new, the first time it emerged, and it was everywhere.
1: That yeah, and not, like the more I think about it, that's it, that's just so like surprising because. Other genres like rock, way more popular in 1991 than it is today. Mm-hmm. I like arguably country was more popular in the early 90s than it is today. Mm-hmm. In the fact that that still was able to like edge both of those out and be number one.
0: Yeah, you want to know something? So this is the cool thing I wanted to say. So they so so much of what hip hop does is. Um, you know, like we said, cutting these breaks together. And and then in the 80s, sampling became... Re- it seems like that was like the main part of hip-hop was sampling songs. There were no copyright laws. Really? So you could sample anything. So that's why there was... It was like this flourishing art form that's because pretty anyone could take any song and, and remix it and make something new out of it. And, and so that's why there was all this, all this old jazz music and yeah. all that, like all of these things you could, you could really just be as creative as you wanted and use whatever you thought was best. Oh, I and wish it was still that way. I know literally as a response to this, um, artists started being mad and upset and filing lawsuits and and Congress passed copyright laws in response to this. And so after that, it was like, yeah, you can use the music, but you have to get permission. And either you have to pay or get permission. Either way, it's expensive to do it. And so it basically kind of shut that down. People stopped doing it. And that's what led to pe- to producers... Um, creating their own original music and original beats for songs. So that's why when you said, like, yeah, now if you think about it, a lot of it is, is like, electronic. Yeah. Because before maybe they were sampling music that was real oh, music. Wow. And now they have to make their own beats.
1: That's very interesting. Yeah. I, I guess it has come full circle now. I mean, I'm sure sampling never, like, completely went away. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe now it's come full circle enough where it's so profitable – that it's like fine to sample even you if it costs you it. Yeah. you know hundreds of thousands well, of yeah, dollars it's to, fine to for you but to, what, to what about sample? some
0: kid in their bedroom trying to make music it's not really fine for him
1: wait it's not fine for me to pay i didn't mean you First of i all, meant
0: like that person who sounds like um, a successful artist
1: <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right now obviously you can still go sample your little heart out in your bedroom and
0: yeah, put it on SoundCloud, do it as much as you want whatever. you just can't profit
1: <laughs> off it um I mean I said I wish it was still that way about them being able to just freely sample with no copyright law. Uh I, but I don't know if I fully mean that because hearing, you know, thinking of it from the perspective of like you're the artist who wrote that song mm-hmm. s- 6 years ago, it was a hit and yeah. now this person's like just straight up taking your work and putting their own words over it. Mm-hmm. I mean obviously they're changing it, but like now they're profiting off it and you're not getting anything like that yeah. would burn a little bit, so yeah. I, I get it. But I don't know. I feel like there should be. I I don't know. I know. I, I'm I feel really both ways speaking about it. like like for, as someone who has no skin in the game. But it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe a statute of limitations of like.
0: Well, they're kind of it. That's kind of like 20 the years thing of, or something um, like
1: that, where it's like, make all your money off of, Like, yeah. if, if, if it's making money for 20 years, like, you'll be good. But after What's that, that like, called? anyone's allowed to public do it. That. Public domain. That's yeah, that's what I meant to say. Public not statute domain, of limitations. But,
0: um, but, you know, yeah, I, I definitely feel both is ways. Like, it's like a hundred years It's like a hundred years
1: after the person dies or yeah, something like long. that. Like it's, we're just unlocking stuff from like the early 1900s mm-hmm. now, you know?
0: I mean, I, you know, you want people to be compensated for their work, of course. And especially artists, like it's easy to feel like if, if someone is super famous and successful, you're like, who cares? You have enough money. But there's a lot of people who aren't that way. And that really could benefit from, you know, financial compensation off of their work but also it just feels like stifling creativity yeah um which sucks so it'd be nice if there was a happy medium where maybe it's like anyone can sample anything if you do though you give a portion of whatever you make to the person who did yeah. that thing that would maybe be nice
1: but yeah. i mean if everybody's reasonable those deals could could be struck. yeah speaking totally. of public domain uh whoever wrote the happy birthday song
0: I I, c- I can't wait until
1: they've is. been dead for long enough <laughs> so we can stop hearing for he's a jolly good fellow and happy birthday to you um, in TV shows. Oh,
0: I like that one, though. But that's Stevie Wonder, right? Can you just sing that? I don't I think don't, you even can. I don't
1: know. I swear I hear that enough that it makes me think, well, that must be cheaper than Happy Birthday. Because have you ever noticed people you listening? You can't
0: sing Happy Birthday on TV.
1: You, I mean, I'm sure you can for a very uh, hefty yeah, price. But. who knows how much. Pay attention when you're watching TV shows and movies, and it's someone's birthday. They do not sing the happy birthday song because it's copywritten, yeah. and apparently, whoever owns the copyright wants a lot of money for it to yeah. be used. That's why you always hear people like, "For he's a jolly good fellow." <laughs> they just cut into like the last three seconds of that, yeah, or that other, yeah, the the happy birthday, yeah.
0: But that one's more fun anyway. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, I, I look. I have nothing against that song. It's just that every time I hear it. I think to myself, no one sings that in real life. They're only singing it right now so they didn't have to pay for the happy birthday song. He and like apparently, that. we aren't smart enough to realize it's someone's birthday without people <laughs> singing songs about it. Come on. Just say happy birthday. <laughs> Surely you can say happy birthday, uh, right? yeah You just can't sing it.
0: All right. We got a little off track, but I'm glad we talked about birthdays. Me too. All right. That, that's all I got. I forgot to do fun facts because I was having so much fun.
1: Make a couple up.
0: Okay. No, I'm not going to do
1: that. Okay. Well. The
0: fun thing is we're going to post that index card so you can see the invite to the party. Yes. That's really cool. And also, it's just fun. Like I don't know. I feel like people can have different opinions of things like hip-hop and rap and and obviously there's some people out there who probably have negative opinions of them but you know what maybe learn about it and see where it came from before you judge because this is actually a really cool positive thing um that you could benefit from learning about
1: yeah and i mean it's i think it's silly to completely write off any genre of music or art form i mean There's going to be something you like in anything. Yeah. And
0: even if you don't like it, doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. And also, if you don't like it, just let it be. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of. Foods I don't like. Yeah, music I don't. I like. I don't
0: like Marvel movies. movies I Does don't, that right. mean Marvel movies are worthless? Absolutely not. Right. Lots of people love them. Yeah.
1: You don't condemn people who like Marvel movies. I you do don't wish not. they stopped being released. I you just do not. simply don't watch them.
0: Yes, exactly. And
1: you acknowledge that they're probably good. They're just not for you.
0: Okay. I don't know if I not. No, I'm kidding. Yes, I agree. <laughs> right. <That's laughs> yeah. True, no, though. They're, I'm sure they're fantastic for what they are. because yeah. People love them. It's just they're not for me. And That's also,
1: all. like, maybe because I'm, I'm right there with you. Perhaps if I sat down and watched them, I would be like, yeah, that was really cool. I just don't think I'm ever going to sit down and watch them because they don't interest me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hip-hop interests me. It's fun. You know what I was thinking? I really want to listen to, like, old... Again, I don't know if you call it hip-hop or rap or whatever you want to call it. Um, whenever I hear that stuff, like, uh, I don't know, who, like Biggie and Tupac, it gives me such nostalgia. Like, mm. it makes me feel like... Safe and like, ha- you know, because it feels like, oh, it's just like a good time. Does know? it give
1: you nostalgia to when my alarm clock was that biggie small song? For oh no, the I have PTSD from <laughs> that. <time. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song, though. Yeah, it is. All right, all right, that's that's it. That was great.
0: Was it? Yeah, I really okay, like cool. this. It's a fun story. I didn't know at
1: all what we were going to get into, but yeah. I thought this was really cool. Like I and said. And it's a real I, story, like you it's said. It's a real
0: story. I felt a little inadequate, but you know, the, if the point of this is like making other people like me find out about hip-hop, great. Some of you, I'm sure, know about hip-hop. But...
1: And also, as with every episode you do, ideally, this um, inspires people to go
0: read yeah, more about it. Exactly. And, and
1: find out more about... DJ Cool Herc, or yeah. uh, the music they were sampling back then—whatever it is—like mm-hmm. go, go learn.
0: Yeah, go. Learn. This
1: is just the starting point.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening.
1: Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today.
0: And send us suggestions for future episodes.
1: Also, if you're a real life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed.
0: You can email us at 30 Minute Expert Podcast. That's 30 Minute Expert Podcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show.
1: If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe.
0: And if you're really enjoying it, write a review.
1: Thanks so much for listening.
0: We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.